All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the fascinating book, the Book of Revelation. Word means apocalypse. It's like other literature in the scripture, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Uh, apocalypse means the revealing of Jesus Christ, and so we should be looking for Jesus in here. Jesus Christ. And we said an awful lot of people go to Revelation looking for the Antichrist, but you're not supposed to be looking for the Antichrist. You're looking for Jesus Christ. Now, Antichrist is revealed to us, and we learn some things about him in the book of Revelation. Revelation's amazing. The structure of it is amazing. Lots of sevens. And what you see is uh, the first couple of chapters, chapters one through three, which we looked at, the seven churches or the seven letters to the seven churches. And then there's other sevens in there to the, the angel and so forth. Sevens. Then we're in uh, chapter four today. And between chapters four and chapter seven, we'll get to what's called the seven, uh, the scroll with the seven seals. I'll be breaking the, the scroll open one by one and the seals will be broken open. Seven of them. Well, we'll get to chapter 8 through 10. There'll be 10 trumpets, 10 trumpets. We'll uh, get to chapter 11 through 13 or so, and you'll have the 1,260 days, which shows up throughout the Scripture in the book of Daniel and other places in the Scripture. And there we will see what seems to be the Antichrist, but we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. And then 14 through 16, we'll see the seven last plagues. So we're going to jump in, but right now, chapters 4 and 5, we get to have a lot of fun because we're actually being introduced and being brought to heaven. So you ready to go to heaven? Here we go. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let's go to heaven. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. Here we are in heaven. Now, some people say that this phrase, after this, after these things, metatata in the Greek, that it's referring to after the age of the church, after the church has had its existence so far 2,000 years of it. Who knows how much longer? We don't know until the Lord decides to end it and come back and wrap things up. But some people say at the end of the church age, what happens is Jesus comes back with his angels and brings the church to heaven, also known, a.k.a. the rapture, and that he brings the church with him up into heaven while the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation period, happens. So some people say that that's what that little phrase means, that after the age of the church, the church is no more on earth. Now the church is in heaven, going into heaven, and we get a glimpse in there. Okay, so um, fair enough. Um, could be. Could be what it means. Uh, it could mean that it just means that John looked and there before him was a door standing open in heaven. <laughs> you know, whichever the case, we are now in heaven. And we're getting a heavenly view. And we're going to look at some heavenly worship. We're going to get some insight into what it looks like in heaven. And the voice that I first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said this. Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. So 
is it referring to him taking all of us, or is he just saying he's going to take John up and show him what must take place after this? After what? Well, again, maybe after the after the church age. So, but he's um, bringing him up, and some people say that the book of Revelation is divided into chapters one through three, and that would be the age of the church, and then chapters four all the way to 22. Well, that's after the age of the church. And you could divide it up that way. There's lots of ways to divide it up. One through three, the letters, uh, four and five, heavenly worship, uh, you know, uh, uh, seven through 10, you know, you get the, the seals. So let's keep reading. At once I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Now, Interesting, he doesn't recognize exactly who that is at first and calls him someone. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow shone like an emerald encircled the throne. So it seems like a full rainbow. A full rainbow is a circle. Encircled the throne. And surrounding the throne were the 24 other thrones seated on them were the 24 elders. Now, people think this is representative of the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles that the Jewish community is there, as well as now the church community, all there in heaven around the throne. And from the throne came flashes of lightning. Oh, I missed it. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. The white, of course, speaking of purity, and uh, gold speaking of uh, divinity, uh, that, you know, God, who God is, and God putting this on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightnings and rumbles and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps. Oh, of course, seven lamps. It's all about sevens, isn't it? Seven lamps were blazing. And these are the seven spirits of God. Well, of course, seven. And in the front of the throne was what looked like, now it doesn't say was, it says it looked like, a sea of glass, clear as crystal. So interesting picture to try to put in our minds. And in the center... Around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in the front and the back, so they're all seeing. The first living creature was a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had the face of a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, some people say these represent the four Gospels that we have, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, why would they say that? Well, the first creature is like a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, which we'll see that designation again in just a moment. Jesus, the king, the lion of the tribe of Judah, King Jesus, who Matthew speaks of him as the king. That's really the theme of his Gospel. Uh, the next one, like an ox. And there you see uh, in Mark's Gospel, Jesus is the servant you know, the one who's working hard, the one who's always healing, go, going from one thing to the next thing, you know, always working on our behalf. The third had a face like a man. Well, in Luke's gospel, he shows us the perfect man. Luke was a Greek, and the Greeks like the perfect mind, and they like the perfect body of the Olympics, and he shows us the perfect man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Well, John has no genealogy. He just comes from heaven, Jesus does. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word became flesh. Each of the living creatures had six wings covered with eyes all around, and day and night they're singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. We see that designation over and over again. And whenever they give glory and thanks to him who sits on the throne forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and lives forever. They lay their crowns before him. Anything that we've done, we take it. If we have crowns, if we've done anything, we just cast it before him. 
And we sing you're worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things. And by your will, they were created and have their being. God, the creator, the maker, there he is. And they're in front of him. Then I saw at the right hand of him who sat a scroll with writing on both sides, sealed with seven seals. So he's got a scroll and he's going to open it up one seal at a time. I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who can break the seals? No one in heaven and earth could, could open the scroll or look inside. I wept and wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll. And then one of the elders said to me, don't weep because somebody can't open this scroll. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed, and he can open the scroll with the seven seals. So some people say this is sort of the title deed of the church, church, not the church, the earth, that Jesus is beginning to restore all things, and this is the beginning of the final restoration of all things. I saw a lamb looking as he was slain. Ooh, you see, when you and I get to heaven, all this brokenness, Broken bodies, broken minds, broken emotions, broken relationships, you know, everything that, you know, we've done to harm the earth and to harm each other and to harm ourselves will be healed. But Jesus will still have the marks of the crucifixion who died for us. Looked like a lamb that was slain in the center of the throne, encircled by living creatures and elders, and the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, of course, horns being power there and seven eyes, and the seven spirits, and God sent them out into the earth. He went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him on the throne, and when he had taken it, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, worshiping the Lamb. Old Testament, New Testament believers. Each one had a harp. Everyone's a musician. They were holding golden bowls of incense, which represent prayers of God's people, and they sang a new song. And here's the song. You're worthy to take the scroll and to open it because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God people, every tribe, every language, every people, every nation. The discord that happened in Babel in the book of Genesis is now undone and people from everywhere are gathered together before the throne. Wow. And I looked and I heard the voice sounded like one voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, thousands and thousands of them, 10,000 times 10,000, that's 100 million. Is that many angels, huh? And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and with a loud voice they said, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength, honor and glory. Now, 100 million of them, but it sounds like one voice. One voice. I love that. And then I heard every creature under heaven and on the earth and under the sea that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory forever and ever. And then we just sing forever and ever and ever and ever. Be glory to you, God. The four living creatures said amen and the eldest fell down and worshiped. Now you want to read the book of Revelation and you want to see this worship service here. Uh, sometimes if you go into a church, it will have... Uh, the outline of what's going to happen in the worship service. We're going to pray here, and then there's going to be a song, and then there'll be a little sharing of a scripture, and then there will be an offering and another song, and, and it just leads you through it. Well, th this does the same thing. It sort of gives you the script of the worship service. So 
you want to know what's going on, read the book of Revelation. Look at the worship service here. When the elders fall down, you don't want to say, hey, what's going on? The elders are falling down. You want to know that that's the time that we fall down and worship the lamb who bought us with his blood. And everybody's there from every tongue, every tribe, every language, every people. Wow. Praise the Lord. The book of Revelation. We did not do those two chapters in 10 minutes, but we're trying and uh, tough to do this in Revelation. So uh, bless you guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Tomorrow, the seven seals. Bless you guys.